Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Pod, brought to you by Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Good to be back with you. It's been a while since before championship weekend, about uh, three weeks ago. But, man, it's been a fun bowl season, and we got some great games coming up here on the weekend. Luke Giardi joined by Von Lozon and Scotty White, just giving you a little heads up. Uh, we, we do have a bit of a battle here uh, as we head into bowl season. This is the last one of the year. Both Vaughn and Scotty with a chance to take down the title. I continue to stay in the lead, went 5-3 and three over championship weekend. Uh, it, it's been a rough year for all of us. There's no question about that, but I sit at 49-67-1. Vaughn is two games behind at 47-69-1, and, and Scotty sitting at 46-70-1. Though we got to give Scotty his flowers, I went back and took a look at week zero. Uh, and I believe he beat me in the uh, predictions because he took Clemson to minus 130 to win the ACC, and I took NC State. Uh, but none of us got the Big 12 winner. Uh, Scotty and I both had Utah plus 240 to win the Pac-12. All of us had Bama. All of us had Michigan to win, so we were all winners on that one. None of us uh, took Caleb Williams to win the Heisman, and Alabama is not going to win the national championship, who we all took at plus 175. Uh, so, Scotty, I, I believe you uh, won. Won the, uh, the 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 preseason prediction with the Clemson minus one thirty pick over me. All right, well that's that's something. I won. I got the eliminator earlier this year too. That's um, right. So that that feels good. And, and you and still yeah, have a chance I, at a trifecta. Th- right, just three yeah. games behind going into bowl season. Yeah, I I, I honestly thought I was a, like six or seven. So. I'm I'm thrilled to hear that it's only a few games back. I like my. I think I think Vaughn just went back and kind of adjusted your numbers to make them better than they than they are. (laughs) You know, to to make it interesting here. I'm sure. Not true. I did not do that whatsoever. No collusion here on the Pick'em Podcast, but. You know, at this point, I'm Scotty, I'm kind of pulling for you, man. This would be an epic comeback if you're able to. Uh, not only win the eliminator, win the conference championships, and then also win the entire damn thing. That would be pretty impressive. You're just a few games back, so it's doable. It is very doable. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah that would that would be incredible. And especially sitting at forty six and seventy and having a chance to win is <laughs> incredible. <laughs> no I, doubt, I, buddy. Wait, hold on. I think I have a bit of a discrepancy here, boys. I went five and three. I was forty-eight and sixty going into conference championship weekend. You only gave me one correct win. I should have five more. I should be at fifty-three I screw and the math sixty-three. Up? Yes. Oh, Vaughn, I should be Vaughn at fifty-three and sixty-three. 
5363 and 1. All right. Well, my brain is not a calculator, so I do apologize. <laughs> I figured Vaughn screwed up somewhere along the line, <laughs> even though Vaughn, go ahead and break out the text, man. We can just do it right now. <laughs> uh, I'm still pulling for Scotty. I'm going to give him. All right. So, I, so, all right. Readjusted after I went back and looked, I have a six game lead on Vaughn and a seven game lead on Scotty. So, still should be a fun bull season. All of our spreads were to pick eight against the spread. Uh, via DraftKings Sportsbook. So we're doing all the New Year's Six Bulls. But, uh, Vaughn, you, you went and added a couple. You added the Gator Bowl and the Red Box Bowl. And uh, just real quick for the uh, for, for the folks out there listening, why did you go with these two Bulls? Yeah, so I went with these two Bulls because with the Notre Dame-South Carolina matchup, Notre Dame, obviously, we all definitely do not like them. South Carolina, they're kind of on a hot streak to end the season. They beat Tennessee. They beat Clemson. So they're kind of a hot team going into bowl season. The Red Box Bowl I chose because Illinois, they were really good to begin the season. The way that they ended obviously wasn't great with the few losses, missing out on the Big Ten Championship, all that. And Mississippi State's kind of playing with a chip on their shoulder with uh, the obvious being Mike Leach passing away. So I I think those were two good bowl games and two very close spreads here uh, with both of these games. So wanted to include those uh, along with the uh, New Year's Six games, too. I like it. Let's start with the Gator Bowl. So we did see some line movement on this. Uh, originally when we were, you know, preparing to make our picks, Notre Dame was a two and a half point favorite that has moved to three now against South Carolina and Gator Bowl. Vaughn, I'll start with you. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Unfortunately, kind of like a, uh, an emotional hedge bet on this one too, as I've been doing a lot this season with the rivals. And yeah, I, I think that they've been playing better ball lately. I know they lost to USC at the end of the season, but they've put up some better fights Later on, as the season's progressed, they had the big upset win over Clemson earlier in the season. So they, they've got some momentum going into bowl season, despite the recent loss to USC. So I'm going to take them minus the three points, and uh, I'll, I'll just have them win a, uh, a probably meaningless bowl game because both these rosters will be eviscerated come next season. Scotty, who do you like? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other way and go with South Carolina. Um Mostly because I I feel like in bowl season, and it, it, it honestly could just be a lot of years of watching Michigan teams that had higher expectations play poorly in their lower tier bowl games. But I feel like teams that are supposed to be really good at the beginning of the season, once they get into bowl games like this, they're just kind of checked out. Whereas South Carolina, like Vaughn said, is on a little bit of a hot streak with their last couple wins of the season. Um, so I'm going to go with Notre Dame or with South Carolina to keep the momentum rolling in this one. Uh, I'm, I, so at two and a half, I was on the Notre Dame side and, and a three doesn't necessarily scare me off it because we're in push territory there. So I'm going to roll with the Irish here. Uh, it is it is a little scary, but at, at the end of the day, look, South Carolina was riding highs for a couple of weeks, right? Clemson and Tennessee, that momentum has gone away. And I, I just feel like Spencer Rattler was probably, if you, if you watched him in his season at QB1, uh, he, he was probably just been sitting around reading every good thing about him and just loving his life and, and, and getting a little inflated sense of ego. Not that he needs it. So I think he's going to come out, try and do too much. He's going to revert to what we have seen from him for a majority of his career, and that's being 
being a below average quarterback. And I like Notre Dame in that defense. And Marcus Freeman was something to prove, right? Because this season didn't go anywhere near what Notre Dame was expecting it to. I think Marcus Freeman wants to to kind of set something here in the bowl game um, and gain some momentum going into next year. So I like Notre Dame uh, minus three against South Carolina. Let's go to the Red Box Bowl. We've got Mississippi State one and a half point favorites taken on Illinois, Scotty. Yeah, I'm going to take Mississippi State here. Um, obviously, it's just a really tough time for the whole program. Um, I think they're they're going to rally here. Uh, it's obviously a very important game for them. Uh, I think Illinois, you know, they've got a really good defense. I think they're going to be able to, to keep this one close. But I think that Mississippi State's going to win this one by about a field goal. Vaughn, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I got Mississippi State winning this one. Uh, probably, yeah, probably about a field goal, maybe a touchdown. I think this is one of those destiny games for Mississippi State. They're playing for Mike Leach, and and just all of that going on has to be such an emotional time for the program. But this this one game, they even said that, yeah, we're going to play this game because he'd want us to play this game. They're really going to rally around each other, and I, I do have them winning this game. And it, it always kind of shows something to me when a – Point spread crosses the bridge. Illinois was favored to begin. They were, you know, it was a one point favor. Don't get me wrong, but having it cross the bridge, go to Mississippi State, have it now be one and a half. I'm pretty confident in Mississippi State. So I'm going to take them. Yeah, I, I fully agree with both of you guys, man. They have the the motivation factor that is so key. Uh, in some of these bowl games that aren't New Year's Six Bowls, and really even the New Year's Six Bowls, uh, you know, is is a big part of that. So they have the motivation factor. Chase Brown opted out, who, who's been, you know, really the the key cog in that Illinois offensive wheel. I just don't see them kind of recovering from that. Illinois played above expectations all year. They're going to falter to a, a an emotional Mississippi State team that is playing with everything they've got. Give me the Bulldogs minus one and a half. Let's head to the Cotton Bowl, our first New Year's Six Bowl as number 10 USC is a two and a half point favorite taking on the group of five champion number 16 Tulane, Vaughn. Yeah, I'm going to take USC here. I you know, The two and a half point spread doesn't really scare me too much. You're probably looking at it like, wow, USC, it's only two and a half points, but Tulane has been really good this season and USC they've got Caleb Williams kind of nursing that injury that only worsened in the uh, conference championship so I I do think that this could be a bit closer of a game than people may expect but I do think USC kind of like a prove it game like yeah we should have been in the college football playoff had we beaten the uh, Oregon Ducks or I'm sorry the Utah Utes in the uh, Pac-12 championship and you know things could have been different with the season. So I, I think they've got that chip on their shoulder and they, they really want to prove it heading into next season uh, with Caleb Williams coming back and a lot of other guys coming back too. So I'll take USC to a ride into the off season on a high note. Scotty, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I like USC too. Um, mostly because I've, I, obviously I think Tulane's a great team, uh, but I don't think they match up with the, the, representative of the the lower tier conferences that we've that we've seen in the past um you know we've gotten our our undefeated Cincinnati teams that have been really good that have gone uh, on to New Year's Six Bowls and even the playoff um so I don't think Tulane matches up with some of those past teams that have made it to the New Year's Six um and like like Vaughn said I mean USC was so close to the playoff um I think that they are really going to be out to prove something and I like them to cover against Tulane 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, under the key number of three, I like the Trojans here as well. And you alluded to it a little bit, Von Caleb Williams. A little something to prove. I really think if his injury doesn't worsen in that Pac-12 championship game, because they were up early against Utah in that game. Uh, if that doesn't happen, I really think USC had a great chance to to win that game and head to the college football playoff. The last injuries are a part of football, but this has been three weeks now uh, for him to recover and be close to full strength and come out there. And I think Tulane's just going to be a little overmatched on the defensive side of the football. I think USC is going to be able to move the football up and down the field and be able to cover a two-and-a-half-point spread. Give me the Trojans as we head down south to the Sugar Bowl. Number five, Alabama, six-and-a-half-point favorites against number nine, Kansas. Kansas State and surprisingly Bryce Young, Will Anderson suiting up for the Crimson Tide, Scotty. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Bama to cover here. Um, I mean, so far in bowl season, the Big 12 hasn't gotten off to a great start. Um, obviously, things could change. Um, but also, I mean, yes, this is one of Alabama's quote unquote down years. But I mean, they lost their two games by what it combines two points, four points, something like that. Um, so, I mean, this is still a really good Alabama team. I think that they are going to win this one pretty easily with by at least two scores. Vaughn, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I'm going to take Kansas State to cover, actually. I think they're going to keep it pretty close. I really like what they've assembled this season. they coming off that big win in the Big 12 championship game against TCU and Deuce Vaughn is the man at the running back position for Kansas state. So I, I I think Alabama will still win the game. It'll probably be like a three, four point victory for them, but I do like Kansas state to cover. Yeah. I'm going to roll with the crimson tide here with Bryce young, Will Anderson playing for, I don't know exactly, you know, why they're playing in this game does have me, a little hesitant to take the Alabama side because I'm like, okay, what is the catch here, right? Like, why are they playing in this game knowing that they're both probably going to be top five NFL picks? But if they do play and they're a full go, I don't see any way Kansas State really rolls with Alabama because Alabama got better as the year uh, came down to the stretch. You know, they lost that game to LSU. That Ole Miss game, you know, uh, I understand probably, you know, Ole Miss had their chances, but those last two games, uh, particularly the Iron Bowl, just beating the brakes off of Auburn. I think Alabama's out to prove something a little bit here in this game, uh, in the Sugar Bowl, and get some momentum going into next year. So I like the Crimson Tide to cover under the key number of seven at six and a half. As we go to the Orange Bowl, number six, Tennessee, our old buddy Joe Milton getting the start against number seven, Clemson, who the Tigers are a six-point favorite, Vaughn. Man, Joe Milton. <laughs> that It's like uh, Star Wars. Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. But uh, I, I do like Clemson to win and to cover uh, the six-point spread here. Kate Klubnik, the true freshman quarterback for Clemson, probably should have been starting a lot sooner for Clemson because DJ Uyunglele entered the transfer portal is now uh, away from Clemson. Uh, he won't be playing for this game. So I, I think the future kind of starts now for Clemson. So I'm going to take them to win and to cover the six-point spread. How about you, Scotty? 
Yeah, I'm going to take Clemson as well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just like Vaughn said, it boils down to that quarterback matchup. If it was DJ versus Hendon Hooker, um, I would I would like Tennessee to win this game. Um, but now you've got Kate Klubnick. He looked great in the ACC championship game. And, you know, I, I hope Joe Milton does well. Um, but I, I just don't see uh, that kind of performance happening from him. So I'm going to take Clemson here. You're telling me I get to bet against Joe Milton under a key number of seven without his top receiver in, in Hyatt? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take that. Go ahead and give me the Tigers uh, minus six here. Uh, I actually think they get – I think Clemson gets a huge quarterback upgrade uh, to, by going to Club Nick. I, I don't know why Dabo hadn't done it. I, you know, maybe it's NIL-related or promised DJ, or maybe DJ, you know, had photos of – uh, Dabo dancing in a thong. I don't know, you know, but it, it makes no sense. So we're, we're going to go with Clemson uh, minus six here. And the, I don't know, it feels easy to me for some reason. As we go to the granddaddy of them all, number eight, Utah, the Pac-12 champion, two-point favorites against the Big Ten East third-place finisher in number 11, Penn State. Who do you got, Scotty? I'm taking Penn State here. Um First of all, that is just really funny that the Big Ten's third place finisher is the Big Ten's um, Rose Bowl participant. It just just shows how good the the East Division specifically is in the Big Ten. Um, and I think that Penn State is really one of the most underrated teams in the country. I mean, their only losses on the road to Michigan in the playoff, obviously, and to Ohio State, a really close game that they should they really should have won. I mean, too many mistakes down the stretch cost them. Penn State's a really good team. Um, they sh- I think they should be ranked top 10, and I think that they're going to prove it and beat Utah in the Rose Bowl. How about you, Vaughn? Yeah, I'm on the opposite side of the fence here completely. I, I like Utah to win. I like Utah to cover. I, I think Utah could win by multiple touchdowns here. I, it's funny that Scotty and I are on the complete opposite side, but I give Utah the coaching advantage. Kyle Whittingham is, I, I think, one of the more underrated head coaches, even though he's one of the most longer-tenured head coaches, uh, at the very least in the Pac-12, if not the entire country. Quarterback advantage, I'm going to give to Utah as well. Cam Rising, is, uh, he's a steady force for Utah this season, and I, I just don't know about Sean Clifford anymore, man. I just, I think he's kind of washed. It's going to be his final game. They're going to turn towards the future for them as well at the quarterback position, but in the Rose Bowl, I like Utah and wouldn't be shocked to see them win by multiple touchdowns here. I'm with Scotty on this one. I like Penn State to cover the two. Uh, I And like you said, Scotty, I think they're an incredibly underrated team. You look at the games not against Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, whooped up on Indiana and Indiana 45-14, beat Maryland 30 to nothing, 55 to 10 over Rutgers, 35-16 over Michigan State. At the end of the day, you know, they they got embarrassed by Michigan, you know, which I think says a lot about Michigan in its own right. Uh had some chances against Ohio State, but their only two losses are to two college football playoff participants. And, and you unfortunately can't say the same about Utah. I think Penn State is an underrated team, and I think they're building for the future as well. I think they're going to be a very, very good football team next year, and I think it all starts with this Rose Bowl game. I like Penn State to not only cover the two, I like them to win outright. As we head to the college football playoff semifinal matchups, but before we do, let me tell you a little bit about Manscaped, where you can join 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get the amazing 10 
part platinum package, everything you know and love about the performance package, like the lawnmower that's got the Nick guard and it's amazingly easy to use. It does a great job and you don't get the nicks and scratches. Um, you also have the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Uh, you, you got some great stuff like the briefs and the, the deodorant and the toner. You get all that. Plus you upgrade the shower routine a little bit with the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two in one shampoo and conditioner. You'll have that skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh and a little aluminum free ultra premium deodorant as well. All you have to do to get 20% off and free shipping is head to manscaped.com and insert promo code MNB20. That's MNB20, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So we'll start with the nightcap here. As we always do, we save the best for last. So we'll start with number one, Georgia, six and a half point favorites, taking on number four, Ohio State at the Peach Bowl, Vaughn. Yeah, I, well, if if you've been a frequent listener to the podcast, you know that Georgia is one of my go-to betting teams in really just all of college football. And I'm, I'm going to roll with them in the peach bowl. It's pretty much a home game for them. The last time they played uh, in Atlanta, it was a blowout of Oregon. And quite honestly, I wouldn't be too shocked if it's a very similar result, Ohio state, there's no motivation for these guys Jackson Smith and Jigba is not playing because he has NFL aspirations. CJ Stroud, if he weren't at probably the most important position in all of football uh, or in all of sports, really, he would probably opt out himself. Um, but I, I'm honestly, it wouldn't have shocked me if he did that. Um, but it just doesn't really seem to be a very motivated Buckeye team at this point. They got shellacked at home against Michigan. We all know that kind of just deflated. Uh, their entire season and they backed into the college football playoff because USC lost uh, really got fortunate to even be uh, on this stage. And now that they're on the stage, I think they're going to crap the bed again, like they did uh, at home uh, last month. So I will take Georgia to win Georgia to cover and wouldn't be shocked if it's a bad game by halftime. How about you, Scotty? Man, I really hope that Vaughn is right, but I don't know, man. I, I just got to, I just got a feeling about this one. I think Ohio State's gonna gonna keep it close and and cover the spread. Um, this is also a, a big time emotional hedge, just like Vaughn said. He does it a lot. I've also been doing a lot with the rivals this year, um, and and it could just be my nerves for the the thought of a Michigan Ohio State national championship that makes me think Ohio State's gonna win. Uh, but I do just have a feeling that they're that it's gonna be a good close game. So I'll take Ohio State to cover. I like Georgia minus six and a half. It's under a key number of seven. And my big thing is I, I do think Ohio state is, is a fine football team. I love that Michigan went to Columbus and whooped their ass, but I, I do think that they're a good football team. But my thing about Georgia is right. When the lights are brightest, um, and particularly this year, right? The the games that had the, the, the biggest hype and everything to, to play for the SEC championship game against LSU, the game against number one Tennessee at the time, and the the kickoff game against Oregon, they dominated every single one of those games. Absolutely dominated. Ohio State could not handle Michigan's physicality for the second consecutive year. Georgia is just as, if not more, physical than Michigan is. 
They got some big boys up front. Jalen Carter is going to have a field day. Georgia is going to out-tough Ohio State because Ryan Day was born on third base. Give me the Bulldogs, minus six and a half. Finally, saving the best for last, the Fiesta Bowl out in Glendale. Number two, Michigan, seven and a half point favorites against TCU, Scotty. I'm going with Michigan. Um, I, I For some reason, I just can't see this being a close game. Like, for some reason, I, I can only see it being that that we are just horribly wrong about our confidence for Michigan and for some reason TCU comes in and shocks the world um, or Michigan just comes in and dominates. And, and I really do like Michigan's chances in this game. Um, I, I think that just the physicality and the way Michigan's been playing just makes me feel really confident. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Michigan to win big and cover the spread. Vaughn, how do you see it? I'm taking Michigan, but I I don't expect it to be a big win by any means. I think it'll probably be around the 7 to 10 point range. I think TCU is going to probably come out and give it all they got on offense for sure with uh, Max Duggan, Quentin Johnston, a uh, potential first wide receiver off the board in uh, this spring's NFL draft. I really like what they've got going on offensively, and I do think that they could give Jesse Minter and the defense some problems. But at the end of the day... Michigan's offensive line, it's the best in the country. Donovan Edwards is ready to roll. I think Michigan will kind of do what they've done over the last few games against Purdue and Ohio State, some of these other opponents, and just wear them down and let the running game really dictate the second half. I like Michigan somewhere in the range of like 34 to 24, maybe 34, 27, somewhere in that ballpark. So I'm, I'm going to take Michigan to cover anyways, even though 34, 27 is technically seven points. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to value bet TCU here outside of the key number of seven. And, you know, Michigan has proven they can win by multiple scores against anyone in the country. There, there's no question about that. There's just something I can't shake about TCU, right, uh, in the fact that no matter what, no matter how much they get down, um, and no matter how seemingly impossible the odds loom, like being down multiple scores to Kansas State the first time around and coming back and winning that game, they, they just don't give up. They don't quit. And, you know, if Michigan's winning by 14 points with a minute and 10 seconds to go, Max Duggan is going to lead them for a meaningless score and make it uh, a seven-point loss for TCU, you know? Uh, so I, I'm just going to go ahead and value bet the Horn Frogs because they're never going to give up Michigan. This is a team that Michigan can't break. TCU is not Ohio State, right? T- Ohio State's way more talented. TCU's got the heart. They've got the fight. Anything outside of a touchdown, I'm going to go ahead and take the Horn Frogs plus seven and a half. Let's go. College football playoff champion prediction. A little bonus here for you, Vaughn. I'll start with you. Yeah, I think Georgia goes back to back, man. They've got a, a really good team this season. Not as good as last year's historic defense, but the defense is still really good. Two really talented tight ends. Brock Bowers obviously being the one that is the star of the bunch. And I just think that they're playing really cohesive all-around football, offense, defense, special teams. I know LSU gave them some fits uh, defensively in the SEC championship game, but I think they're humming as much as any team in the country. Uh, So I will take Georgia to be back-to-back champions. How about you, Scotty? I am going to go with Michigan. Um, You know, obviously I'm biased, and it's going to be tough. I think that like I, I think Ohio State keeps things close in the in their semifinal game, um, but I think Michigan will meet Georgia in the national championship. Um, and Luke and I were just talking about it on broadcast. It is really hard 
to to repeat as national champs. You know, we we all thought Alabama would do it um, a lot of times, and and uh, it's it's been a while. Uh, I think it's gonna be really hard for Georgia. I think this is a really good Michigan team. Um, I think that I think this is their year. So I'll I'll take Michigan. You know what? F it. I'm going Michigan too because <laughs> why Love not? It. You know what I'm saying? I this this team feels like it, it's business like. The goal is to win a national championship for this team. They're not just happy uh, to be there here this season in the college football playoff. I, I truly believe the way that this team is wired, the mentality of it, I think this team can win a national championship. It's crazy to be saying that, but I, I truly, truly believe it. We'll see what happens. You know, there, there's obviously no, not even close to anything guaranteed um, because George is an incredible football team. TCU's tough. You get to this point, every team you play is going to be tough. Uh, but I, I truly believe Michigan can win this football game. And I just look at their schedule and the amount of blowout wins that they've had outside of Illinois. Every game has, has been won by multiple scores. I mean, that's, that's not something you fake. Uh, That's not something, you know, that, that you get lucky to do. This is a dominant football team. And I think Michigan can win the whole shebang. So that'll wrap it up for us on a great season of the pick'em pod. Before we go, Scotty, where can we find you on social media? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. Um, we've got some basketball stuff starting to heat up as the football season winds down. And this last couple weeks of the season is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can give me a follow on Twitter. Vaughn, how about you, my man? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. I will probably be live tweeting this game uh, on Saturday. So follow me. And Vaughn, Vaughn underscore Lozon for all of those fantastic tweets that we put out. And follow Maze and Brew, too, at uh, Maze and Brew on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, all that good stuff. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Maze and Brew Twitter page as well at Maze and Brew. And a lot of great stuff as the weekend is about to hit. For my partners, Vaughn Lozon and Scotty White, I'm Luke Giardi. And we'll see you next year on the Pick'em Pod.